afternoon. This is Greg McBride and Mike Lung. We are bringing you Allendale Market Talk podcast. And in our continuing uh, education series, we're going to go ahead and talk about the difference between trading and hedging. We're coming into that time of the year where we start to look at the opportunities that are uh, posed to us by the corn, the beans, the cotton, the wheat, and trying to figure out how we can start to protect prices. Now, there's a fine line between hedging and trading and mike let's get into it and let's let's get your thoughts and your your feelings here on what the difference is and what we need to be looking out for uh when we start to talk to our customers about uh, this uh, these topics yeah so one of the biggest things that i would like to get across here between the difference of hedging and trading which is just the base level of it is hedging is in order to hedge what's out in the field and speculative trading is to make money on so you might not always make money on your hedges but they're there to hedge your product and there really has to be that separate mindset when you're looking at one versus the other one you have to see all right i'm selling corn here at 324 and a quarter which we're closed up here today uh because i have corn sitting there in my bin i know that over the next week if it falls 10 cents. Well, I just lost 10 cents on everything that's in my bin. And it has to be a little bit less thought of, of oh, I got to meet this margin call again. If it's somewhere that is profitable for you, if it's somewhere that you're protecting a certain level, something along those lines, you have to rethink of it that way. As opposed to if you're spec trading, you need to think before every single position you get into, what is my risk? Where am I risking it to? How am I risking? Am I putting them in a stop? Am I doing a mental stop? Am I doing a close below? What's what's my goal there? Uh, where's my profit target? Or am I just going in and seeing what happens? And that's going to be the big thing between a spec trader that has a well-defined goal, has well-defined risk parameters, and really to do that, it's, it's it takes a lot of stress off you as well if you're spec trading. So right. there's a lot difference in the, the mindset between the two different types right of and the the other thing to think about is there's the there is the way of getting into a position that is originally intended to be a to to be a hedge and then as time goes on let's say that the hedge is actually working which typically we don't actually want our hedges to be right we want to see cash prices go higher which which helps out uh, uh the product in the field or in the bin as you said but you know let's say the the cash uh, price uh, continues to go down the board price continues to go down and the hedge works there's the other side of it where it starts as a hedge and then you start to look at it as a profitable opportunity and you start to pl- try and play the range back and forth or you try and uh, you try and take the uh, take everything off at the bottom even though you still own that uh, that crop and then the bottom falls out again next thing you know you've you've left 30 cents uh, off that hedge after after the market's fallen off again mm-hmm. and that's where it, that's the mindset of the hedulator where they're trying to pick the bottom as opposed to realizing hey my crop's still in the bin i have not sold it i need to leave it on even if it is changing range even if it is looking like it's making a bottom formation, I still have the crop in the bin. I still need to have some kind of protection. So the best way I like to play that is if there is an area that they really would just like to have the have the profit taken out of it, 
when you enter the position, you can always buy an out of the money put to be taken profit against. And that will keep the profit in your pocket while leaving some kind of protection on the table here uh, for you going forward because you still have the crop in the bin. Right. And the the other side of it is we start to talk about hedging is there is the ability for uh, for customers to be long hedging, which mm-hmm. is those uh, those feed hedges uh, where a, a customer is feeding cattle or, or feeding hogs or something like that, and they have to buy feed. So what they're doing is they're buying the market in advance of what could be a, a run-up in prices, and if the market does go up, it's going to save them money when they actually do buy the physical physical grain later on. Right. So it's it's the equal and opposite reaction to the uh, to the producer that uh, has it in the field or has it in the bin. Uh, you're long hedging. You're buying it to make sure that you're covering uh, against a, a, an adverse price move higher. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Hedging your price risk in the future as well. There's always going to be that other side of the trade, and you could have two hedgers taking the opposite side of the trade for opposite reasons. Right. Now let's uh, let's get into uh, a little bit uh, of um, how you would uh, how you would approach a true true hedging. Um, whether you uh, are you more of a, a more of a hedger on the futures, uh, or are you looking at the possibility of maybe hedging using uh, using options and or a combination of buying puts and selling calls or are you doing something in the idea of uh, maybe buying the uh, or selling the futures and maybe selling the selling calls let's get into some of those strategies that uh, that you're working through right now yeah so the most obviously straightforward clean cut way of hedging is going to be just selling the futures or buying the futures, whichever it may be for you. But that's going to keep you penny for penny for protected and very clean cut. You know where you're sitting at, you know where your break even is, and there's no time value eroding. There's no that you get with options. There's none of that. So it's the cleanest way of hedging and getting from that penny for penny return. You could always do it on the option side if you're looking for that risk tolerance that it's just not as great uh for some people so they don't want to they don't want to put up the margin call so you can always come in with the puts keep it not margible uh and again know where your know where your floor is know of all that good stuff and then like we talked about during the options you can always play it with buying a put selling a call buying a call selling a put to cheapen up the position that would put you in a margin position but one of the best ways I like to look at it and keeps it with the ratios of I'm going to be looking at selling 25%, 50%, whatever it may be, is with those buying a put, selling two calls above you, something along those lines where if it keeps going up and say I sold, I bought the $4 put and I sold two four, 20 calls, well, I might have 25% at that $4 put and another 50% up there at the 420 call. So that way, if it goes up and it's above 420 expiration, I got 75% of my crop hedged out. Right. Well, no, I'd have 50% of my crop hedged because the calls would exercise the puts would not. 
Right, exactly. And if it's somewhere in between, everything expires worthless, and you get an opportunity to either sell cash uh, or rehedge uh, to a further out uh, contract if you uh, plan on uh, keeping that uh, uh, that grain in storage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, now this is something that uh, we don't necessarily deal with a lot, but obviously there are other tools that. Uh, uh, that producers can use to uh, to hedge, whether it's an NHTA, whether it's an accumulator uh, uh, type position, and and it's uh, not necessarily hedging, but it's it's setting up for cash sales uh, down the road. Um, how do you uh, go back and forth between making sure that you're covering uh, you're covering uh, everything with your customer, not necessarily that you know, are you talking to them about okay, so how many bushels do you have tied up in this tool at the at the elevator. How much do you have tied up with the uh, the ethanol plant, and how does that play into making the uh, decisions on uh, on where you go with uh, with your uh, with your chosen hedge strategy? Yeah. So a few questions that you got to ask at the beginning is what do you have sold? Obviously, what do you not have sold? What do you have price but not locked in with basis? Basis not locked in with price. Uh, either way, accumulator. You have to know what's going on. And a big one also is, do you have the ability to store it on farm? Or are you gonna pay an arm and a leg storing it at the commercial uh, position? So it's gonna be the difference between, are we locking in carry? Are we locking in a price or any of the above? And I mean, it's the, obviously there's just the simple way to do it. Just know where you're sitting at and do you have bases locked in? Okay, well, you don't have price locked in. Let's that was a, That's a good point there, Mike. That was actually something I was going to stop you on anyway, is when you mentioned that uh, they lock in a basis, they have a basis contract, you need to, real quick, let's talk about that because a basis contract does not equate to a cash contract. Right, so you're locking in your basis, what, what uh, the elevator is paying compared to what the futures market's sitting at. So you don't actually have a price on there. You just have a difference between the board and your local elevator ethanol plant, what, what be it, uh, locked in at that point. So you still don't have any kind of cash price locked in. The same thing works with these deferred payment, uh, deferred pricing contracts. Yeah, you might have a contract, but you really don't have any price locked in you've committed bushels without committing a cash price that you're getting in return for them so that's why that has to be monitored very closely if you do have something committed have a price working at your elevator to price it out at or have it locked in on the board in case it falls out of bed something along those lines right because it makes a big difference if you've got 20 under basis uh, uh, locked in at you know when the when the futures are at four dollars, but if you only have the twenty under basis uh, locked in, and then the market falls off to three fifty, that's a huge difference. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a that's a major portion of your your yearly paycheck that's just out the window. And a lot of times we don't get that back. Right. Well, yeah. Take this year for example. So far, we start off the year at. Let's just say for the December contract, started off the year at right around, let's see, $394 and have not obviously gone up and been back up there anytime soon. So it has to be something you're looking at and there has to be some kind of risk that's played in here. 
because mm-hmm. you don't actually have any kind of like we said you don't have anything locked in you really just have a contract saying that you're going to deliver it right right Absolutely. And so as we start to talk about this, and you mentioned something that we had touched upon uh, last week and actually spent uh, quite a bit of time on is, is capturing the carry in a market. And um, what, uh, what we want to look at uh, and what we're going to be doing is, uh, is producing a study for, uh, for our customers um, to, uh, to get this, uh, this idea out there of how they can capture the, capture the carry, giving some ideas of, of what they can do, whether it's in the corn, whether it's in the beans. Um, there's really not a lot of carry in the bean market right now at all. There mm-hmm. is a decent amount in the, uh, in the corn, but um, if people are interested in that, they need to give us a call. They need to call uh, myself at uh, 815-578-6165, or they can call Mike. 815-578-6177. And what we want to do is we obviously we want to be able to to help you guys uh, through that. But, you know, obviously we need to make sure that uh, we're doing our due diligence. We can't just send it out to everybody. So um, give us a call on that. And then uh, as you have any questions, as we do these these educated uh, continuing education uh, topics, you know, if there's something that you're confused on or, or something that you have questions on, submit them to us and put a, put a like or a, a comment into one of our, uh, our podcasts here and our producer, Zach, will send it on to us so that we can maybe set ourselves up to have a future show about that uh, later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one of the biggest things we want to get out of this is I I've had so many calls of uh, new people and, talking about how their past experience with brokers in. And the number one thing I always come across is just the lack of education from the broker to the uh, farmer producer side mm-hmm. and not always understanding exactly what the position they're in is supposed to be doing, what they're doing it for, and just hasn't been fully explained. So that's what we really want to get across here is we want to make sure that we can take this information Put in a 15-minute segment that you can listen to when you have time and try and help understand what it is that is actually going on when you put on these various spreads or you're looking at various option uh, strategies. What does it mean? What's your – what are you trying to take away from it? So Right. Right, absolutely, and that's that's the whole key behind this, uh, behind this series is trying to make sure that uh, uh, if there are – questions if there's something that uh, that you're not sure about that uh, we're answering those questions we there's there's obviously other topics in the uh, in the markets or or in the uh, toolbox that we have that we we can we can pull out and we can say okay this is how it pertains to here like we could have an entire conversation about re-ownership and when you do it and why you do it um, so that's a, that's a, se- a separate topic down the road eventually um, and that's one of the things that uh, we've had very good uh, feedback over the last few sessions uh, is that the information we're putting out there is helpful. You know, that's that's what we aim to do. It's, it's great to be able to come on and talk about the markets, but sometimes when the markets go flat, uh, it's tough to to just regurgitate the same thing every week. So if you have a topic that you uh, really want us to, uh, to to tackle, give us a shout, put in a, a comment in on uh, whichever, uh, whichever podcast format uh, you like and uh, we'll we'll see if we can uh, do it for you definitely and this week for allendale market talk this is mike lung greg and pride signing off you guys have a great one